Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host this week, Karen Randazzo, and with me as always is Alien in the Body of a Doctor, Chris Randazzo. Sound of piano falling on child. (laughs) A little kid who can see the truth, Evan Goldstein. I'll say one thing about whiskey is allowing me to make smart, rational decisions. (laughs) And a kind-hearted nurse with a troubled past, Angie Fernot. Do you want to (laughs) die? This is episode 226 for the week of March 11th, 2021. Tonight, we will be discussing Resident Aliens Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. But before we get to that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us how your week is going. Tell us what kind of flowers and plants are starting to bloom outside now that it all that's almost spring. Tell us your heart's deepest dreams and desires. Just kidding. Just tell us about TV. That's all we care about anyway. But I think daffodils are growing in our yard. No one cares. I saw one today. It was so pretty. <laughs> I don't know what it is. We only want to hear from you, the listener, and not you people in your plants outside your house. What do you mean, you people? Whoa. I mean you people you- who don't watch enough television, obviously. <laughs> Just got racial up in here. <laughs> Hey guys! Hey, how's it going? It's great. Yay! That's good. It is a beautiful, lovely, almost spring-like week here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starting to warm up. Starting to get a lot of pollen in the air. Hooray! <laughs> oh, speaking of pollen, I have an announcement. I like where this is going already. <laughs> Wait, she has an announcement to make. I Uh-oh. have allergies for the first time in my life. I am officially old. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm Welcome so happy. to the I'm rest so of proud. us. Does this mean we have to stop mocking her for being a baby? Yes. <laughs> she, she finally hit adulthood. I'm coming of age. <laughs> I went to the doctor today. I got tested for COVID because I've had this thing going on on and off for like over a month. And I went in and she's like, yeah, you got fluid behind your eardrums. You got fluid in your lungs. Not a lot, though. Not enough to worry. You got like a post nasal drip. You're kind of a mess. Go get this, she this and this. And I was like, cool. And she's like, yeah, it could be mild bronchitis but it really just looks like allergies don't let it linger because you will get an infection i was like great <laughs> this nurse Love practitioner was the best yeah <laughs> so uh you know allergies but I, I did i took allergy medicine today you guys i'm feeling pretty spectacular i would Are say you living claret and clear in my step yes actually she is living claret and clear i am Literally. She, she, she passed on the allegra that we had in the house because it was expired by a year yep I feel that's like that's fermented. a good choice. I feel like I feel like that's better though. 
Like, you know, yeah. reach a I fine like age. Allergy medicine is basically wine, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's obviously how it works. I should have, if Write I really down, wanted it to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's folks. Mercy. We here definitely condone taking age-old medicines that have definitely expired. Please don't do that. We don't we want to get sued. We are all doctors here. And yes. if you wait long enough, it turns to vinegar and you can put it on your sandwich. <laughs> nice salad. Everyone go watch Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Oh, my goodness. Is that true? What is yeah. that show actually about? I've never seen it before. I don't know. The last time I saw it, I was probably still in diapers. So I don't even know why I know the name of that show anymore. So like three years ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, still younger than you to, it's good to hear you guys and be joking again it's been a it's been a little while it's been a little extra week since uh yeah. since our last recording uh mm-hmm. i don't know about you guys but we watched a lot so uh so let's get to it hit me with yes. what you got guys oh my god karen are you ready i don't know <laughs> Guys, Clearly guys, the answer is no. I watched Bridgerton. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. I was not a part of this. I did not know that was playing in my house. Nope. 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 <laughs> like, nope. What and- are you complaining about? Like she's watching something really horrible. <laughs> well, it's because I tend to watch so many things like Outlander, where every time he walked in, it was naked people and or butts and sex. So, you know, like Bridgerton had a decent amount of that, too. TV sure. Time yeah. out. Speaking of. <laughs> There was it's not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> what was that no. pirate show that you made me watch? <laughs> Black Sails? So yes. she's like, yeah, we're going to watch Black Sails. And like the first episode is like 30% nudity and sex. And she's like, I don't remember this at all. I really didn't. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Uh, yes, I remember Angie um, messaging me while, <laughs> while she was taking back the season of Bridgerton. Uh, oh, do you yeah. want to share with the folks how many times you called Simon a dumbass? Oh my god. <laughs> it's funny. I, I she, she started messaging me like one or two episodes in and I was like, "How many times have you called him a dumbass?" And she was like, "I don't know. I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, why what what specifically do you mean he's being a dumbass about?" And I'm like, "You just Wait. Yeah, okay. and then yet, like apparently. four yeah. episodes later, she's like, "Oh my god, I hate Simon. He's so stupid." So yeah, it started with okay on February eighteenth. I messaged Karen and I was like, "It's happening." And then uh, I had caught on to the fact that the a lot of the instrumental music that was being played at the balls was actually modern stuff, and it didn't first it didn't hit me until I heard "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish and the way that they were like working that into the story. I was like, "This is goddamn genius!" Um, yeah, I'm I'm so old that like I could tell it was modern music, but I didn't know what any of the music was. Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we started with. Uh, me just being like oh yeah like it's happening and i like at at uh at 7:35 on on february 18th i was like just finished the first episode i'm officially hooked i love the lady and the duke like didn't even know anybody's name yet and then like three hours later i'm like what the hell is wrong with simon like what the fuck where was i uh working oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was all it was happening in real time and it was just glorious. It was in the span of three hours. I literally just went 
overboard completely but so uh, by the by the time the next morning hit i'm sending karen these messages that like i i like it was like this man is the most infuriating human i swear to like he is the worst to oh now i know why you're constantly yelling at your screen uh and then going back to but i'm gonna sound like i'm out of my mind because i'm obsessed and i'm gonna be very honest i prefer the prince over simon (gasps) gasp <laughs> and then and then followed up by like literally two messages later uh really simon use your fucking words so... <laughs> yeah i went to sleep getting these messages and i woke up getting these messages <laughs> i was like wow you really got into it yeah i devoured that show in the span of like i think 36 hours i definitely figured out how to fit all of the episodes into my work life and i was completely unapologetic i just like could not See, for somebody who says that they don't have time to watch much TV, you then really, uh, really uh, found time when it counted. (laughs) You horned that TV right into the old Uh, life, didn't you? I did. I did. I will say that I made a dedicated effort. I did it for a friend. I sacrificed for my friend. (laughs) Well played, honey. I know. Oh, I'm so funny. Anyway, yeah, no, uh, Bridgerton was really great. I loved a lot of the storytelling. Karen and I have already talked about this, and, and Karen had really sold it uh, on a previous episode of this podcast. So you need to just really watch Bridgerton if you haven't. Um, it takes a lot of the... I think things that we look at as really charming and elegant about period pieces that are, are set in that era and then turns it sort of on its head and just really makes you see how powerless people felt even in high society and they present it in a way that it's also like modernized it's really really strange um it's kind of like what jane austen probably would have written if she was alive now yes very you know? much so uh and it, it, for those of you who do not know, dear listener, uh, Karen is the reason I've actually read Jane Austen. So <laughs> <laughs> she was the one who helped me understand. But yeah, really, really good stuff. Okay, so uh, I, that was my one thing that I had to get out. I've watched a few other things, but I, I really wanted to share that and and have that and I'm moment. Glad you did. Yes. So thank you, Karen. As always, your recommendations are stellar, and you are amazing. Uh, I'll take it. Thanks. Yeah. I am amazing. <laughs> Okay, somebody else talk because I will not shut up if I keep going. Evan, shut your woman up. Uh, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> wow. We went. We 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 did travel last week. That's why we weren't on the on the show. Like that's why we had to skip a week. So, like whilst we were in the hotel, I you know I hook up the the tele the you know the, the laptop and hook up into my Plex and I say you know what we're gonna watch Cougar Town for some reason. We just started doing a rewatch of Cougar Town and, you know, a season and a half later, I remember how much I like that show. I'm actually getting to watch more episodes of it with you this time. So, yeah. It's, we really need to finish that show one of these days. We do. We really need to restart that show one of these days. That's true. Um, Maybe after New Girl. <laughs> that's also a great show. Uh, still watching Last Man Standing. And that led me down the, the rabbit hole of that uh, Assembly Required show that we talked about the last episode where it was, you know, it's a competition of, you know, Tim Allen and, you know, Al Borland build They're like, they judge people on stuff that they build. And I don't like, I guess because of, you know, COVID and everything having to be remotely done, like those competition shows aren't really 
hidden as well. Yeah, it's like not the, the same. They're they're filming these people in their own shops, and two of them were in like single car garages, and one of them was like in his living room, and his living room made me so uncomfortable. There was so much crap all over the place, and like, and he builds like like uh uh suits of armor, like like that was his thing. Like it was just it was weird. Um. So I, I don't know if I'm going to continue with, with that one. It was, it just, for a competition show, it wasn't just, it wasn't hitting with me. Um, what else? We caught up on, the ah, oh, The Wait, Rookie. There was something that was not necessarily television, but you showed it to me in a hotel room, and it was a very magical experience. Uh, Did I he have like... to pay to show it to you in a hotel room? Because this is not that kind what, of podcast. What, 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 am I, what did I show you in the it hotel room? It went down that kind of direction. <laughs> what are we talking about, honey? A magic I... Mike. Oh, yeah, we watched Magic Mike for the first time. I well, had... we didn't. She watched it for the first time. This is a repeat viewing for me. Um, <laughs> that seems backwards. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> Um, I'll right? never forget a very good friend of mine years and years and years ago. Uh, I was sitting on my couch when I was living alone and, and this you buddy were down from high on your school. luck and somebody offered yeah. you money and take your clothes <laughs> off. We understand. <laughs> Man, I wish I could have seen that. This good friend who I hadn't spoken to in, in, in quite a while calls me out of nowhere. And I happen to be sitting on, uh, on my couch watching a movie and he's like, Hey, how's it going? What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't want to say. He's like, why? What are you doing? I'm like, I, I really know. He goes, now you have to. I went, all right, I'm watching Magic Mike XXL. He goes, that's a great movie. I'm like, that's why we're friends. <laughs> so yeah, uh, at the end of Magic Mike, she was confused. Um, I think the statement was there was so much more plot to this than I expected. And I still have questions. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. I have questions. There's so much more plot than stripping. Yeah, it was adorable. <laughs> like I was I was really genuinely invested in the story. And I felt like the ending was not satisfactory because apparently the sequel has nothing to do with the first one. Yeah, no questions answered. So there was a lot going on. A kid got addicted to drugs, man. Like that was, that needed attention. Like, well, that's okay. something we will never get until they make the magic mic, the show, which they hopefully will. Yeah. Well, um, anyhow, we caught up on the, well, we're in the process of catching up on the rookie. Cause that show so is good. phenomenal. And we're doing that thing where we don't want to watch it because to the end, like the last most current episode, because then there's no more. So um they're handling this season really really well uh you know the racism and the the the, the stress between you know the police and and the public it, it's they're doing a really really good job um all i can say is superman's a racist i yeah, had to hear evan oh. yelling that in my living room <laughs> so what's his name uh, the guy who plays the Adam on Legends of Tomorrow. Brandon but he, Ralph. Brandon Ralph is on this season of The Rookie. And like and he's as, a racist? As, yeah. as soon as they show, put, put him on screen, I went, boom. They racist. got their new racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I knew it. And 
I it, they, it went right down that path because he was the new guy, and I knew they were going to have to touch on it in some way, shape, or form. And then I'm looking at it, I'm like, Superman's now racist. It's upsetting me. He wasn't the best Superman, but still, I see him as Superman. I don't see him as the Atom. And I, and I had to turn to him and be like, honey, you know he cast for this role, right? Like, it's not like they put him in chains and went, you do this now. And I'm <laughs> choosing to ignore that. that that's not what happened. <laughs> he was forced into it. But they do it under they, duress. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> He's acting under duress. Yes. Uh, but it's it's great. I love we love this show. It's so, so well done. Uh paranormal, I, you know, paranormal caught, caught on, on camera, film, yeah. ghost hunters. I mean, <laughs> that's that's what's usually playing in our house. And today, um, we watched the the series finale of, of WandaVision. WandaVision. Yes. So as did we. So okay. So we'll we'll let's I mean, let's catch up on that last. What what have you guys been checking out? Well, um, let's see. We uh we're kind of at a crossroads on what to watch. Uh see so here was our problem with WandaVision is that it happened on Fridays. And uh, we have Thursdays to watch TV together before we have Fridays to watch TV. <laughs> That's how the week works, Chris. You can't fool yeah. me well, on it. I don't have Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, right? So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm working. Okay. So we can't hang out and watch TV. So our first night to watch TV together is Thursday. Mm-hmm. And WandaVision was not available yet on Thursday. So we needed something else to, to, to do. And Karen recommended a show. She's like, I heard of this show called Ted Lasso. Okay. I was, I was like, okay, whatever. I'm in. I like inspir- inspirational sports stuff. Let's do it. And I fell in love with this show with the first episode. And then we just marathoned the whole darn season. It's uh, an Apple original? Apple, yeah. Apple yeah, TV Apple Plus. Plus original. And good gravy. This show is outstanding. Good it's, gravy. Uh, it's basically, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's basically the movie Major League, but a show, but with soccer. <laughs> okay the movie major league like major league like the wild thing major league yeah okay there's a failing sports team and taken over by a bitter (laughs) ex-wife and she does her best to try and sink the team because to to get revenge on her cheating bastard ex-husband Cool. Who's played by Rupert Giles? Yes. No way. (laughs) Yes. Whose character's name is also Rupert. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, it's making me so happy. Cool. No, it's it's. So it she is. brings in a midwestern college football coach who has never heard of like anything about British football to coach this uh this soccer team in like the highest league in the uh the Premier League, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the that's what they call league it, yeah. that the soccer team is in. There's a bunch of leagues. I didn't really understand it, but neither did he, and he didn't really need to. You don't need to know anything about sports to like the show. <laughs> sports. <laughs> Chris doesn't. Man. Yeah, it's a. It is just a a, a delightful show. Ted's a, a really endearing character, and in fact, all the the characters are really endearing. And basically, it's just about the fact that Ted is this super nice guy, and that's how he gets people to be better is by just being super nice. And it's incredibly touching when it needs to be. It's very funny when it needs to be, uh, and it. <laughs> just went in some interesting directions and i i just can't say enough good things about it i wish there was more of it right now uh because i just, i just fell head over heels in love with this show it did get renewed well that's wonderful didn't it just win like some awards too on the oh yes jason sudeikis won the golden globe for as 
his performance. <laughs> I love the, oh yes, the Golden Globes. We well, it was this. kind of like a, you know, it went <clears throat> viral on social media because the Golden Globes, which I watched a little bit of, um, they were weird. They were all oh. like remote. And uh, he, so all the stars were in their homes and Jason Sudeikis showed up to the, the Golden Globe Zoom in like a tie-dye hoodie, unshaven. His hair was a mess. Like you do. And then he won. <laughs> and we were like, yes, and ex- accepting, uh, accepting an award looking like that is totally a 2021 mood. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong, though. So. It was, uh, it was simply delightful. So all right, that, gets, that show gets the... Highest of all possible recommendations for me. Nice. Uh, so, yes, we did WandaVision, but we'll talk about that uh, later. And uh, the other show that we've been watching a bunch of is Dragon Prince. Yeah. How's that going been, over? That's been our nightly show. The kids are really into it. Uh, John, in particular, is, like, really following it. Like, there have been cliffhanger hanger endings where he's looked at us at the end like, wait it's over <laughs> i i want more <laughs> and uh so and not just in like the kid i'm watching something let me watch more tv it's like he was really worried about callum and he wanted to know what was going to happen <laughs> and uh it was just the the sweetest darn thing so we're in season three now so we're wow. almost caught up You're cooking uh, yeah we're cooking right through it we're watching it every night and it's uh it's been a hoot i've been really enjoying watching it again because i really love this show and it's uh i've i stand by my assertion that this show is uh the the plot is as good as game of thrones was when it was in its prime uh it's just told in a child's cartoon sort of way so mm-hmm. like the writing isn't necessarily top tier game of thrones but the actual story that's happening is i uh, it's it's really good but that's that's my opinion i am curious to know what karen really thinks of this show because like legend of Korra, it's hard to tell because she's you know she's enjoying it for the kids and i know you know animation isn't really her her bag but i i felt pretty strongly that this would be a show she'd enjoy if she was able to follow so let's see if i'm right or wrong i mean yeah i i like it too um (laughs) yeah i follow it it's a children's cartoon it's okay (laughs) Uh, one of the things I like about it is like it provides opportunities for me to like for just like two minutes after the episode is over to talk to the kids and be like, wow, that was really scary. Or like, wow, I'm really proud of, you know, what so and so did there because, you know, she did the right thing or, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I like that that it and the kids can appre- seem to appreciate like those teachable moments which is nice um i i yeah i'm pretty damn invested i haven't really had any complaints except the episode we watched tonight where ezra took over the throne and like they just throw him in there and a bunch of shit happened and then they were like where are the adults and i'm like yeah where are the adults like did you <laughs> not prep this question. kid at all <laughs> that's why i think it, 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 thinking on that for a second i think that because what was what was the hierarchy before? It was it was uh, King what's his face King Harrow and Magic Dickmonger, and like Harrow's <laughs> dead, and name. then like his right hand man was basically like you know he's arrested for treason and escaped, and then sent a bunch of shadow fake and assassins to start a war. So I don't know that there was really much of a hierarchy in place to properly educate this boy on what's been going on. There should have been, 
I feel um, like that lady from the council, I don't know what her name is, but the one at that suggested that he have a regent. Mm. I feel like she was like the next in charge and maybe it wasn't her official place to say something, but I feel like, so, I mean, you've got like a 10 year old kid who's, you know, going to be the king. He and they just started things. up the day. They're like, all right, let's start reading mail. Like give him a, <laughs> give him an instruction. You got a pamphlet or something to read this kid. Something with the Get basic rules of how to run He's this kingdom. King. That woman. And I, I, I hate saying stuff like this, but that woman that you're talking about, mm -hmm. she is an awful, awful voice actress. Mm. I'm sure she's a very nice person. I'm not trying to do this personally. Just she, her performance sticks out every time she speaks. Like, she, I don't know what's going on with that woman, but uh, not a fan. But, but but as he was saying, yeah, like we're in <clears throat> season three and we're, you know, that Callum and Rayla just got to Zadia and all that fun stuff so chris is going yeah we're almost caught up to where he keeps saying you you guys will be in the same boat as me soon you know we'll have watched it all and we'll be wanting more and just be waiting for it to come out and i'm like and i'll stop asking you stupid questions because uh -huh. i'll know everything that you know yeah you'll be right where i am i feel like every episode i have some half-baked theory about what's going on but i don't know like everything that's happened yet to know whether it's not a dumb question or not I mean, if it makes you feel any better, we haven't watched it in so long that I don't even remember the plot anymore. Yeah, we would have to start over. <laughs> Which we should. And it's it's pretty quick. There's only eight episodes per season, right? It's so, yeah, That's why part of why seasons. we're blowing through it so quick, because there just isn't that much of it. Yeah. Every time I see it, that both season finales that came along, I was like, wow, a lot's happening. Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> well, we did get to the, the, what I assumed you were talking about, the fight scene on... Um, uh, in the volcano where she winds up saving the elf that tried to kill her. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and I, I like where that all goes going forward. I'm looking forward to seeing how everyone reacts to what is coming in that department. And yeah, I love this show. I can't wait for more of it. Mm. It is a good time. Does anyone, time. do we have any updates about its future? It's been renewed for like another four seasons or something like that. It was, so yeah, it's, it re it's renewed to its conclusion. But we don't we know what that is. Well, yeah, we just go wait yeah. for it to happen. The okay. Netflix, it'll, it'll come sooner than, like, later. All right, well, if I start gagging, I apologize, everybody. Oh, stop it. Evan's pulling out the violets. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, let, let me distract you by, by filling you in on my activities. What do you got? Um, I've been still going at it with the baking show, but I am on the 2020 season. Oh, God. And no. I am now doing the thing that you guys do where I'm like rationing it out. <laughs> there I you know go. There's not much mm -hmm. left. Although I did notice uh, when I started it, I noticed that uh, Netflix posted something called Great British Baking Show The Beginnings. What? Where what? I think they may have gotten the rights back to at least one season from before they started partnering with Netflix. <laughs> and um okay so that's there it it, it just look looks like Mel mary berry and um mel and sue are there so i'm gonna have to check that out when i finish this one um the one with matt lucas which i love him uh out of curiosity karen have you ever watched nailed it uh i've watched every episode of nailed it multiple times <laughs> oh, kids God. love it yeah okay. kids love that show we talked about that on this show for for a while when they were like super into it yeah so That's i came home time. the other night and she she wasn't feeling well she was lying on the couch and she was watching and she goes i was gonna watch the, the you know the the 
British baking show, but this one seems to have, you know, more realistic expectations or <laughs> more realistic yeah, goals. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I'm not, I don't feel like I have to try it. Like, because when I watch Bridget Baking Show, I get so into it. I'm like, I want to bake all the things. I got to watch this. I got to see what they're doing and see how they're doing it and see what I can learn. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like super into it and I'm really invested. And with Nailed It, I was like, yeah, if I pass out on the couch, whatever. But it was surprisingly <laughs> entertaining. Oh, it's very entertaining. It's also the polar opposite of Baking Show, in my opinion. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, it is. I, I caught the end of it, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, that that's a scary-looking piece of cake. Why Why does that cake look that way? I don't think it's supposed to look that way. <laughs> the episode when they had to do the self-portraits, oh, my God, I was dying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it Nailed good. It is, is a good way to spend your time. So an interesting thing, though, happened with Baking Show, which is this morning... Ellie was in my office annoying the crap out of me. As she does. <laughs> As she does, As she does. on a daily basis. <laughs> and then she looked up at me and she said, Mommy, can we watch Great British Baking Show? Because they've seen me watching it and they've seen snippets of it here and there and they claim to like like it, but they would never they've never before picked that like as let's do this. And my heart just like Grew three sizes. <laughs> and I said, yes, we can watch Great British Baking Show. <laughs> I love so my I child took, again. <laughs> I took her downstairs and I started at the beginning and fired it up for her. And she only lasted one challenge, but that was... Did she watch? Did we watch the whole episode or one challenge? I can't remember. We watched one challenge and then she had to go do her class. And then we watched the rest afterwards. Aww. Um. Yeah. And it's interesting for me to revisit going back to the season one or collection one, whatever F Netflix calls it. Um, no, like having seen the whole thing. Cause I can't remember exactly what happened in that season, but I do remember which people lasted and which people didn't. Mm -hmm. And so like rewatching it, knowing that and like knowing a lot more about the baking and the way the things are judged and the mistakes people make. I was like, this is really cool to watch this again from the best perspective. So, uh, so that's been fun. Nice. Um, nice. I also, I think I mentioned the last show that I had started a show called Teenage Bounty Hunters. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I finished Teenage Bounty Hunters. It's fucking amazing. Uh, everyone should watch it. I like finished it and immediately went to IMDb to like find out about it and was like, horrified to learn that it was canceled and so the season one is the only season there is oh it wraps up fine it tells it you know it tells a complete story it's not like there's a cliffhanger and you don't know it's gonna and you'll never know at the end it's a whole thing but they drop a bombshell at the end of the season that I really would have been interested to see another season of what happens after everybody finds out this information. Like, it would have been so interesting. And I, my only um, theory as to why the, it got canceled is that the show came out last year mm -hmm. and I had no, I, I'd never heard of it. And all of a sudden, now in March 2021, it's being pushed on net on my Netflix. Like, hey, you should you probably would like this show. I'm like, yeah, I did really like this show. Why didn't you tell me about it a fucking year ago? Because if you had told everybody about it, everybody would have watched it, and then there'd be more because people would like it. <sighs> Karen, so. are you upset? Um, no, she's a fine. Little. Everything's fine. <laughs> Actually, I. Uh, <laughs> 
Have you heard about the show Firefly Lane? That's on my list to watch. Okay, so when you watch it, let me know how you feel about it, because I will warn you now, the end of the season does not complete any stories for you. It is an absolute cliffhanger, so if there's not a second season, I'm rioting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm flipping this table right here. That's right. Well, I do know it was based on a book, so if you're mad about it, you could go read the book. Um, I'm going to have to. Ugh. Reading. Um, ew. Reading. Reading. That's on not purpose. what we're here to talk oh, about. Ugh. They're pictures? I don't... What is it? This week's book episode? What am I, a librarian? <laughs> I don't know if there's pictures. Go... Whatever. Um, I also watched a really great movie on Netflix, which is not what we're here to talk about, but um, it's called Moxie. It just came out this week. Amy Poehler. Um, yeah, I was looking at that. Wrote, directed, I don't know. She's definitely in it. She definitely had a lot of involvement. Um, It's great. It's a movie I wish we had had when we were that age. Uh, It's about like a feminist revolution in high school. And it's fantastic. And But it's a movie, so I won't spend too much time talking about it. But you should definitely watch it. And the last thing I did for you guys, because you made me aware that it was available is I caught up on Zoe's Extraordinary nice. Playlist Season 2. Nice. Oh my god. Okay. Holy crap, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Are Damn. we caught up? We're not right now. No, we may not be, because we didn't watch while we were away. And there well, should be... I watched the up to the six episodes that are on the Plex. Okay. We, uh... We, wait, is we that... Have, that's we, all that there is, though, right? I think yeah. that's it so far. What? So hey. the last episode I saw was the big thing with Simon. You guys yeah. saw that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Chris, you don't know this, but there was um, there's a character named Simon who's like the head of marketing or something. Okay. Um, and at this tech company, and he's black, and they their new tech product has a facial recognition component, which they get a report at the beginning of the episode that it's not recognizing people of color. Like dispar- so, like that episode of Better Off Ted. With exactly the like that episode <laughs> of Better Off Ted, except not funny, um, <laughs> because the head of the- <laughs> we broke Chris. <laughs> uh, just remembering that episode of Better Off Ted, it was, God, which was, was really funny. Like they played it for laughs. Um, but so the head of the company comes to the Simon, this black marketing guy, and they're like, "We need you to talk to the press and get out in front of this and." tell everyone that it was an honest mistake and we're working on it and blah 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 to which he is like his reaction is like um he he connects it to a problem in the corporate culture which is that there's hardly any people of of color in the company so of course this problem wasn't noticed and was you know made it through development because who who was paying attention to that that would have caught it there, there's not people there working, uh, working there that would have been aware of it um, a until it went out for like issue. testing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then it's like a really big kind of serious issue episode where he kind of struggles with like what to do and should he make this statement. Ends up like calling out the corporate culture to the press. Then he gets like tr- sort of um, told he's got to take his statement back or he knows like if he doesn't that he's probably gonna not get fired but kind of get sidelined in the company and it the way they handled all this shit was 
the smartest I've ever seen any of this handled by any show ever or any most things ever because not only did they like take seriously and and address this racial issue they also showed the all the white people on the show reacting in all the terrible ways that white people react when they like find out about something like this including zoe like well-meaning white people who just like don't they don't think of themselves as racist but they also don't associate themselves as you know, being part of a system that's, you know, that's has systemic racism. And I think people need to see that kind of stuff. Because I, will I say think the, there's a lot of those people like in the world who just don't think they're doing anything wrong, but oh yeah, you are. Uh, and I think that those episodes, like, cause there's kind of, there's like two, right? It's the first yeah. one where it happens and then the reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I feel like there is enough of that story that people not who are not really fans of the show, if they understood the premise of how it works, they could probably watch those episodes and out of like context of the rest of the plot of the show. It, yeah. it, if you're not interested in watching the show, maybe just give that a chance anyway. Um, I will say, though, the one thing I did struggle with was the fact that when Zoe went to Mo for advice... Mo completely shut her down and was like, oh, you're going to come to your black friend to ask for advice to talk to your black friend. And it's like, yeah, because I don't really have any other way to do this. Um, And it's kind of that, like, if I want to go talk to another woman, I'm going to talk to a woman about it before I talk to a man. Like, that was kind of my association with it. So there was some stuff that even I looked at it and I was like, I would not have expected that to be a problem, you know? Well, I I kind of see both sides of it. I, my issue with her asking Mo for help was that you know Mo made the connection of oh you're asking a black friend because to how to talk to your other black friend. If I were Zoe, I would have said no. I'm asking you, my friend, how to talk to our other friend who you're also friends with. Like that would have been my approach, and I think that would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But I think the issue with Zoe asking her based on her race was that you know that's expecting mo to do emotional labor you know that it may it may be triggering for mo to to have to explain that stuff to zoe without you know because it's very likely she would have been in the same position and have to dredge up some feelings she probably didn't want to deal with Mm -hmm. you know for the sake of helping this white person so I did understand her objection to uh, her asking for help. Yeah, that's why that's why I say I just I like the fact that it it draws attention to stuff that I would not have thought about. Like mm-hmm. it makes me want to have those conversations with my friends about those topics. Um so yeah, I and hope this the ridiculous town hall at work oh that was like, God. well, like, obviously there's a problem here and I want to be proactive about it. So let's have a big meeting in front of, you know, everybody in front of everybody where everybody just talks about race at work. Go. Yeah. <laughs> and like everybody was uncomfortable and nobody was going to be honest and share the way. They, and the white people dominated the conversation. And I really um, never thought I would like care about Tobin as a character in the way that I did there yeah. in that episode. That Tobin, nice Tobin is an Indian character and he's sort of like, everything's a joke to him. And even when this came up where it was something that would affect him, he was like, nah, man, it's fine. Whatever. Racism sucks. Boo. And like, 
But then he sang one of his heart songs to Zoe where she found out like it really bothers him too. He's just, you know, has never been able to deal with it. What I liked about that situation is like nine times out of 10 when dealing with Tobin, he is, he's the jackass. Mm -hmm. Like he is either the butt of the joke or he is constantly making fun of the situation. So you don't, most of the time you don't take him seriously. Mm -hmm. And he was the, like he was the linchpin of, of, the whole culmination of the episode something that mm-hmm. he did led to the air quotes resolution of the episode which is which was impressive i like the way they they they, they laced him in like a like an adult if you will mm-hmm. yeah like he 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 took back some of his own power that's what it felt like by the end of that episode tobin was owning his part in everything and also claiming like his power as a human being mm-hmm. and it was fucking awesome. Ugh, I'm getting chills thinking about it. I just started sweating. Ugh. It really made me feel some kind of way about, um, like, what am I trying to say? Um, his contribution of just speaking out about his own experience. Because you, I think a lot of people go through that where, you know, they might have experienced something similar, but they don't want to talk about it because they don't think anything will change mm-hmm. or that they might not change anyone's mind by saying what they're saying. But the point is not always necessarily to try and change other people's minds that disagree with you. It's more to show other people who are like you that you, you know, to let them know that you're out there and you feel that way. Yeah. And so that of someone else who feels that way, who hasn't said anything before, will know that they are not alone. That Beautifully just stated. Like, <gasps> You've explained this episode better than I have been able to articulate any of it to anyone. <laughs> well. <laughs> Good job. I mean, really? it's hard. It's hard. It's hard stuff. You know, you, you speak your mind these days and anyone will jump on you for anything. Just, you know, would like... Zoe's truth, you know, partial truth was actually true. She needed to listen. We all need to listen. And we need to shut up, listen to the experiences of people who are being mistreated, believe them, and, you know, listen to them about what will make it better. And not just jump on, well, I'm not wrong. I'm not part of the problem. (sighs) Anyway, should we talk about some comic book shit? This is getting a little heavy. <laughs> Listen, this is the power of television. This is seriously, it this is like everything. It yeah. The it like, this is, this is what I love about this show is that it's one of those things where it's like, do you like musicals? Come watch our show. And now we're going to hit you with all the feels and it's going to be real life stuff. And we're going to tactfully handle lots of social issues that you don't know how to deal with. Here it is. You like the show. So we're going to show it to you. Like, fuck yes. Thank you. Television. I would not have expected this kind of um, handling of this issue from a show whose premise is what this show's premise is. Exactly. That's what I love about it. This show is so disarming, but it's also incredibly thought out, well-written, well-acted. Just, it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. If you you take a second and you step back, it makes so much sense because everybody that Zoe interacts with, like, they, because of the heart songs, Mm-hmm. Their their guard is immediately taken down, and they yep. say like we are shown exactly what they feel. Like it's it's unfortunate that we are surprised that they are handling this so well because they've been handling relationships, uh, deaths and family, like so really well heavy stuff from the beginning mm-hmm. with yeah. a sense of levity most of the time, which makes it easier to digest for most people. And, and not it- for nothing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Karen. No, you go ahead. 
Um, I was going to say, not for nothing, one of the other parts of the show that has really stuck with me is that this show, it's real theme. Like you, you, it's like, oh yeah, it's about a girl who, who hears people sing their inner songs. And it's like, this is a show about communication and human connection. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the, that is the real core of this show. And that is something that speaks really true to my values as a human being is wanting open lines of communication and to allow people space to be who they need to be and present it to me in a way that they don't have to feel afraid of judgment. And this show is tackling stuff like that. It is, it is giving people an opportunity to really listen and hear others and find empathy. Like if I had one word to describe the main feeling I get from the show, it's empathy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Plus Skylar Aston sings. So there's that. That's true. <laughs> That's always a wonderful thing. Oh, that gives like, me another feeling. You know, so, juxtapose the the seriousness of the racial issue with like in the episode before that, Zoe accidentally took a bunch of drugs and then like was high with her boss. Yeah. Yep. Like, so, I mean, they get into it, but they also give you a break with this kind of zany stuff. Too. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh, such a good show. Good, good show. Good show. Good show. How long can we live on popsicles? <laughs> I ate the last of them. <laughs> uh, All right, anyway. so, so so WandaVision? Hold on. Yes. Uh, Chris, Star Wars. Uh, what about it? Okay, just making sure you were still here with us. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is go word. It's like an on button. <clears throat> Hello? Hi. So. Woo! How about that WandaVision? Season one, episode nine, the finale of WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It sucked. It was horrible. Nobody should watch it. Thankful it's over. Can we just say the Scarlet Witch? Good goddamn. Hell of a costume. That's a nice looking outfit there. Oh Mm -hmm. my god, her costume's amazing. I wish there were cons. I wish there were cons so I could (laughs) fucking wear it. The fact that they like seamlessly worked in that ridiculous headpiece and it actually worked yeah in real that life. was the sh- that was the shock for me because yeah. i i never figured that they would actually do scarlet witch's actual outfit in the mcu because mm-hmm. it's absurd it is but they found a way to make it not absurd the way that they kind of wove all this in with you know her doing magic and her not knowing how to do magic like <laughs> Have you She's seen just, that? Have she you just seen does that this stuff because she thought it was a power that was given to her through the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the power that was given to her through the Mind Stone was just like awakening an existing power of like a one in a million witch that's... It's just freaking good. The whole mythology that they did to it was was so good. My um, The ending was jarring to me because the show had been so creative up to that point that mm-hmm. the ending just kind of being an MCU battle was somewhat disappointing, I guess. Yeah. But only if I think of it that way, because at the same time we had, you know, the whole vision philosophical conversation, which was a pretty cool way of ending that fight. Like they start beating each other up and I'm like, okay, this is really cool. But at a certain point, vision's going to vision. And then he did. And he's like, yo, hold up. Check this shit out. <laughs> it was like philosophy as a superpower. <laughs> and then he stops and he checked that shit out. And it was awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. could have used a little bit more Cat Dennings in the ending. Uh, I just, I just I'm can't glad wait that to she see what's up, going though. next. She did show up, and I, and I was happy. Like yep. it was getting, it was a little long in the episode. I'm like, where is she? I know she's still around here somewhere. <laughs> very, Made the very, most out of that one line. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and what a one line it was. I'm. <laughs> I mean, a gift for the ages, really, as the uh, investigation into the last administration continues. <laughs> Have fun in jail. <laughs> just, just a, a a wonderful show from top to bottom, and I understand that there are people that are super upset with it, like because it started off as this one thing and ended up as like a Marvel thing. And it's like, guys, it is a Marvel it's thing. Still a Marvel it's thing. always been a Marvel thing. <laughs> Spoiler if alert: If it never turned into a Marvel thing, it probably would stick out like a sore thumb. But this is one of those situations where I think the um the the scheduling issues that coronavirus has created has become a bit more of a blessing than a curse because this was a heck of a way to kick off phase four of the MCU Mm -hmm. because the movies just stopped because of coronavirus, right? We had Spider-Man, which was this nice little appetizer, little, little dessert after uh, the, the super heavy end game. And uh, it had its own multiversal implications by the end of it. Um, and then just they couldn't release the Black Widow or they didn't want to because they knew it wouldn't get an audience and they were still trying to figure all that out. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier got delayed, which that was supposed to kick things off. Right. And then this show comes along and I knew from the get-go that I was going to like this because it looked weird, but I never in a million years, and I can't remember if I've said this on the show, but I've said it to a lot of people, I never imagined that I would be worried that Falcon and Winter Soldier wasn't going to live up to the standard that WandaVision set. And yet here I am genuinely worried about that. Like, is this show going to be as good? Like, is this going to hold up? Because this was so much fun. Even if, even if the stuff like with Evan Peters, not actually being a boner, theoretically not actually being a, a multiversal thing. Like I'm still not sold on that, not having any implications because I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, it's it's such a red herring to throw him throw that actor in there and in that specific role. How exactly did she come up with using that guy in that specific role? It just seems like there's some sort of multiversal connection going on. I don't know. There seems like there's there seems like there's more to it and this is the world of comics, man. There very well could be more to it. Oh yeah. yeah. Very true. Yeah, so where, where, where'd we leave off, right? We've got Wanda out there. Like, one of the things people were pissed off was like, uh, so why didn't Wanda suffer any consequences? Like, why didn't she get arrested or something? And I'm like, by who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, who's throwing a set of cuffs on her right now? She stood up to Thanos and only lost because of luck. And she's ten times stronger now than she was then. Yeah. And who's around, right? What, the Thor's not around. Hulk's not really around. Like, no one's around. This is it. So yeah, she's walking out of town because no one can stop her right now. I think that uh, I heard that criticism and the one reasonable thing I heard said about it was that not so much that nobody punished her, but that that final conversation with Monica was her like, they'll never know what you sacrificed. And yeah, she did sacrifice everything that meant anything to her to save the town. 
But she also put the town through a whole hell of a lot. And Mm -hmm. the show is framing it as like, oh, it was only her sacrifice. Like, no, she she did bad stuff, too. And nobody seems to care about that. But I didn't really I I didn't really read it like that. I read it like Monica looked at it kind of that way. But man, when she was walking out of town, you could tell those people wanted to kill her. But yes. mm-hmm. they knew they couldn't because, like, what are you going to do? But she just, I, I don't think that, I think that that shot of her at the end reading the Darkhold, like the post credit scene of her reading the Darkhold, was supposed to imply that she's not necessarily the good guy right now. Yeah, well, that, that definitely leads you down that path. I mean, she is, she, okay, so it's showing her learning how to use her powers because she was, um... What did I say she was doing that? She's doing that where... Um, astral projecting. Astral projecting, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, that was... We definitely thought that she was going to head down to go get help in some way, shape, or form, whether it be from Doctor Strange or, or some other character in the Marvel use. But then, oddly, they pulled this two times in this, this episode. There was a very Marvel Hulk situation where... Do you remember the Eric Bana Hulk, where he was mm-hmm. fighting with his father in the sky, his lightning father? Yeah. And he just kept giving the power to him. Mm-hmm. That that scene was was very similar. Whether she was fighting with that other witch in the sky, say, "Take all of my power, go for it." And then at the very end, they show her in the woods in a cabin, mastering her craft, which was very Hulk. Yes, very mm-hmm. Hulkian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's. I think they're doing a they're doing the character justice by saying she's learning this stuff on her own. Don't tie it anymore because now they could literally go in either direction where she comes in and saves the day later on or she is the reason that the day needs to be saved because we don't yeah, know what she's Yeah, I kind of feel doing. like that's where Multiverse of Madness is heading where she's not necessarily going to be the good guy. I don't think she's going to seek out Doctor Strange for help. I think maybe that's where this maybe that's where that movie ends is him trying to point her in a better direction because my guess is, is I mean the, so the movie's called the Multiverse of Madness so who the heck knows exactly where it's coming from but we know Mordo is going to be back mm-hmm. and he wants to get rid of all wizards so like what's going to happen is he going to have to team up with Doctor Strange to stop Wanda and then kind of like get her back into a being a a a good guy and like there's a vision out there there's a version of the vision with all of his memories out there coming to grips with what he is so doctor strange is going to be a really freaking interesting movie but i don't think that i don't think that at least how i read it was that i don't think the show was framing it as she was a good guy i just think that the show was i thought it was an interesting way of putting monica in that position where she was like i probably would have done the same thing she didn't necessarily say it was right, but she's she understands like what was sacrificed because yes, she unintentionally because did they really explain how it all started other than just like she just freaking broke and that just That's, happened? Yeah, that was, like she that was the excuse. That was the reasoning that she broke. Like yeah, she didn't really know she, what she was doing. She didn't know that she even could do that. It was just this thing that happened that she had no control over. And she kept it going, even after she had some in some on some level realized what was happening. So that does put her as the pretty high level bad guy right there. But at the same time, like this is all 
it's a weird situation. It's a com it's a complicated situation. It's not as, as cut and dry as like, no, you're the bad guy. Like, yeah, you are the bad guy, but you also had living children that are now gone. Mm-hmm. That you had to sacrifice that weren't actually real, but they were hundred percent real to her. She gave birth to them for crying out loud. So I know it's weird. It's weird. The whole thing's weird, and it's uh, I love it. <laughs> I felt like it would have been good to see her like own her part in it, but when you put it like that, where she's not in a good place or she's not in a place of being a good guy, I can understand why she didn't, and I hadn't thought about it like that before. So. That yeah, she sense. sounds like she's going to be that villain. Like that's that that's always what happens, right? It's like, "Oh, I I had a goal to do good. My I wasn't trying to hurt anybody." You know, she says to the people when they come out of her spell in the last episode, "I was protecting you." And they were like, "When you had nightmares, we had your nightmares." Like, "No, you weren't protecting us. You were torturing us." And it, she's she's twisted everything in her head so that in her mind she's protecting them. She's she's giving them peace, and in their minds their reality is very different. Um, and so I yeah, think that- Agatha needed to be stopped. Agatha was still bad, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, she yeah. wasn't entirely wrong. <laughs> like right, she was bad, but she was also fucking delightful. Oh my yes, god, she was. she was great. <laughs> and that was another thing I had but pointed out, heard pointed out on another podcast was like they didn't kill her <laughs> because Marvel's not stupid. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, everyone. Oh, boy, knows. I hope she's back in Doctor Strange. I'm so excited for that movie, man. That's, well, th- I this, can't wait to see where that goes. This also gave us another possible, like for those that know comic books, they gave us another possible villain with the scrolls at the end of this mm-hmm. whole thing. Now, I don't know what path they're going down, but there was a huge story arc in the Marvel comic book universe where scrolls were the bad guys. And just for those that may not know, that woman at the end, the very, very end... Her, that shape shifts that's a scroll and for a, i don't know a year and a half to 10 years marvel kept spitting out comic book stories where oh nope that guy was a scroll and that guy who you thought was that was a scroll and that woman over there she was a scroll but she didn't really do any like so they literally made this show a linchpin for wherever the marvel universe Mar- the, the mcu is going which mm-hmm. is yeah like I'm assuming the friend that she was talking about was Nick Fury, who at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, we know is in space, space. with the Skrulls hanging out on a satellite or whatever, sword, which we assumed sword was sword. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they've already said they're doing something with Secret Invasion, right? Didn't they announce like Marvel oh, Secret Invasion was a thing? And that's going to take on a different flavor because as of right now, the Skrulls aren't bad guys, but they sure were in Secret Invasion. Yeah. So... They that's were what I was saying to Evan. So I was like, "Yeah, like, because that's that was what I was saying when when that episode ended and we saw her, the way that they did that." I said the same thing. I was like, "This doesn't. This could go two very different directions." They they're just they're throwing a lot of stuff out here. I feel like they're purposely misdirecting us. I don't know. It's yeah, because uh, they're good at that. They're yeah, good at the it's purpose. Marvel. You can't trust anything. I right? know. And there's so much of it this year. And it, that makes me so again with the gap. The gap was exactly what we needed. I know they were going to hit us with like Black Widow like last year or something. But that gap, that whole period of time where they're like, OK, sorry, coronavirus happened. We're we're delaying everything Marvel. That was great. We needed that breathing room after Endgame 
Spider-Man was even Spider-Man was kind of pushing it, but that I just that movie was so freaking delightful. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It was just a nice little lighthearted dessert after after Endgame. But then this huge break was just like this stops it from feeling fatigued. Like it, I got time to breathe. We finished off Star Wars and then had a whole bunch of other Star Wars stuff happen. And now it's I'm ready for MCU to come back. And here we are. And we're getting which cap. Oh, we're getting Falcon and Winter Soldier in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then after that's over, um, Loki. Loki. Uh, Loki's coming out, and I think what would you say? Would you say July? No, Loki got pushed. Oh no, wait. Loki got pushed to June, I think. So Black Widow will be first, and then Loki. And uh, Shang uh, was it the Le- Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming out this year. Eternals is this year. There's a lot of Marvel this year. And Spider Man No Way Home is it Christmas? Yes, Spider Man No Way Home this Christmas. I wonder if it gets tiring for them to write all of this stuff and still have it somehow connect. Well, I'm sure they can cry themselves to sleep on their giant piles of money. <laughs> I was just thinking, <laughs> pillows made of money. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home should be interesting, too, because that's the one that we've heard a lot of either rumors or confirmed things where other Spider-Mans from other mm-hmm. non-MCU properties are going to be in it. And it's like, okay, well, that's... That's the thing that happens right before the multiverse of madness. So, um, so I just, awesome. I just thought about this, and this is a thing that I really want to see because um, the Spider Into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. featured some some fantastic voice cast. I want Spider Man Noir to show up in yes. Spider Man Far From Home, and the Man Under the Mask is Nicolas Cage. Because <laughs> think about how goddamn glorious that would be. Yes, please. <laughs> so just to put this into perspective, we've got, and I, I always have a hard to, everyone separates the TV shows and the films, and it's like, screw you, put them in release date order. But this year's movies are Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals, and Spider-Man. And then we already got WandaVision, then we're getting Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, What If... Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye are all theoretically this year. Holy crap. Shut the fuck up, man. And there's, wait, is that, the, is that including the animated ones? What if? Yeah. That's, well, oh, not what the other, it, what, not the other stuff like MODOK, no, because that's not officially tied in MCU. Okay. These are just the things that are listed as part of MCU Phase 4, although I'm not sure what if technically counts, though it is based very directly on the MCU. It's not what if by nature isn't canon so <laughs> yeah it's true Even though but i don't care it awesome. looks amazing also yeah. if it's you know existing when in the same cinematic universe as a multiverse then why not why why wouldn't it be canon right <laughs> i guess you could turn that key yeah i i can and i will huh? uh, i can and i will okay so now we have to <laughs> <All> stop <right. laughs> Oh, yes. you had to go and ruin it, Karen. <laughs> that that means it's time I for us to ashamed. take a break. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all need a break from from Chris's ridiculousness. <laughs> so, you did it. Said let's... the person who made the terrible pun. Uh huh. Listen, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> you guys should see now how our son reacts. To he gets so mad. His <laughs> dad jokes. It's really freaking great. It's like, oh, I he's hate like, that. Ah! He's getting so angry, and, but like he's laughing at the same time because they he knows he knows his heart that in his heart that I'm hilarious. Oh God, <laughs> in his heart. 
Oh, He's God. like mad at himself for for having allowed the opportunity. Listen, enjoy it while it lasts, because once puberty comes, you're not going to be funny anymore. Listen, I am enjoying every moment of him being the sweetest seven year old on the planet. Aww, like All a true right, mom. Uh, that's enough. That's enough sentimentality. Let's take a break. Uh, check out some commercials, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Resident Alien. Don't go away. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content, available now from our partners and Geekade.com. First up, do you like art? Do you like watching art being made? Do you like Tomb Raider puns? Or how about general shenanigans? Do you like me? You better like me. Well, there's one convenient place to get all of those things, and that's my Twitch channel several days a week that's right several you can watch me go through the creation process and be as entertaining as possible while i'm doing it which you know is very entertaining and if you listen to the show you already know i'm entertaining as fuck see see tune in to twitch.tv slash laracraft 13 every monday tuesday and friday at 11 a.m eastern standard time and on sundays at 6 p.m eastern standard time and don't forget Give me a follow so you never miss a stream. Let's get crafty. Abumundi. See, you gotta have fun with it though. You gotta, you gotta be able to play off Abumundi. of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being bound to a script. God. I thought your ad libs were spectacular. Actually, it was pretty good. Although you missed the part where we do a lot of sandwich discussions. Well, what? He's got to watch your Twitch more often. I know. You can write better commercials. These are are all like, look, these are my first commercials that I'm writing in like, God, how many years ago? How many years has it been since we stopped doing this? It's been a a minute. It's been been a while. It's been a minute. Don't worry. My my crappy writing is going to just... It's going to get intentionally, more intentionally worse as we go along. More intentionally worse. And we got to make Evan say names. <laughs> yeah, like this one has insecticons. It's, yes, and aficionado. This gotta be something aficionado. <laughs> <clears throat> Next on an all new episode of Sparkcast, Geekade's Transformers podcast, the team shines a spotlight on the Insecticons' original toy figures. Decep- dis- what? <laughs> 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 See, this is the shit that Chris does to me. The team shines a spotlight on the Insecticons' original toy figures' descriptions. If you're a Transformers toy aficionado like I am, there's a pretty good chance those words will mean something to you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Thomas tries to make sense of the various War for Cybertron media. Makes sense of the various war for Cybertron media. Sean defends Titan's return, and we answer the burning questions. Why do all Decepticons have hands? <laughs> Be sure to catch SparkCast, episode 41, Toy Bios, Insecticons, where fine podcasts are sold. Oh my god, that was beautiful. And that's how you do it. <clears throat> oh. Can you keep in the fact that we laughed at you the whole time? Because that, that really... Does. Oh, that was beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I gotta follow that, huh? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Finally, GeekAid's X-Men podcast has evolved and is now focused on the tragically cancelled X-Men Evolution cartoon. 
This time, Jonathan and Patty discuss the episode Grim Reminder, the two-part season finale, The Cauldron, and finish things off with their overall thoughts of season one. Xavier's actions are called into question to no one's surprise, but what do Patty and Jonathan have to say about Magneto and his magnificent animated jawline? Does a foot mean nothing in Canada? Find out in Mutant Musings Ev- Ev- <laughs> so close. Almost, almost made right it. Right there. Find out on Mutant Musings Evolution Episode 5, Science Dial. For all this great content and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on GeekAid.com. And we are back, and we are talking about Resident Alien, which keeps like, I keep thinking it's a video game, but it's not Resident (laughs) Evil, it's Resident Alien, but it sounds like the name of a video game. But instead, it is a show that premiered in January on Sci-Fi. Stars Alan Tudyk of Firefly fame as an alien stranded on Earth, disguising himself of the body of the first person he encountered when his spaceship crashed, which is a doctor who was vacationing alone in the winter in an isolated Colorado town. So as our story begins, the sheriff and his deputy seek out the help of this doctor with a murder investigation. The victim is the town's only doctor, who Tudyk's character Harry comes to replace in order to maintain his cover. Along with Harry and the police officers, we meet Asta, the devoted nurse and friend of the late doctor, her bartender friend Darcy, Mayor Ben, who clashes with the alpha male sheriff, and Ben's young son Max, who has a rare genetic mutation that allows him to see through Harry's camouflage so he's able to see his true alien form and he's the only one in town who can. Uh, This was, um, I'm going to save my opinion. What did you guys think? <laughs> I enjoyed it. I mean, we watched it twice. Uh, first time was, you know, with some family members. We we breezed through. We were chit-chatting throughout the whole time. And with the second watch, I really, I really like the character that he is, that he, that, that uh, Todek is portraying. Like, I like that awkward, you know, fish out of water kind of thing. So he's. I think he's doing a great job. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Shockingly enough, a Seafy show. <laughs> hey, we like Killjoys. You stop. I know. I I do like sci-fi. This. I he get, was being I, sarcastic. I get, I get, I get ridiculed for Seafy shows on this show. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot. It's it's Chris and Karen who usually. Yeah, that's why I kept thinking that's where this came from. I kept me. thinking that it was an Evan pick because nope. it was a sci-fi show. And Karen, you threw me for a loop on this one. I sure did, and that's how much I love Alan Tudyk. I was just like, yep, we're going to do this. Yeah, I'm glad um, we did. There's been a lot of memes going going around this week, and it's like how you met Paul Bettany, and it's a picture of Vision in WandaVision, and then how I met Paul Bettany, and it's a picture of him from uh, A Knight's Tale. Yeah. I could make that same meme about Alan Tudyk because he was also in A Knight's Tale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I will fong you. I will fong <laughs> you. Entrails will Lots become your entrails. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell we've seen this movie before, guys? I love that movie. <laughs> so um, we we liked it. We enjoyed it. We actually did. We watch one or did we watch two more episodes. Yeah, after? we watched. We're three episodes in right now. 
Excellent. Which, we which is, also proceeded past the first episode to the second episode uh, nice. because yes, we we enjoyed the heck out of a Steepy show. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. It was so much higher quality than sci-fi normally is. And it's funny today, one of my Facebook friends wow. was... Um, that was a backhanded compliment towards Sifi. I'm just... Listen, I will not, I will not show respect to Sifi just yet. Um, but uh, one of my Facebook friends posted one of those, I'm looking for a new show. What is, what is everybody watching? I have all the streaming services. And then I recommended Ted Lasso. And she was like, oh, I don't have Apple TV Plus. And I was like, then you don't have all the services. That's like one of the top three. <laughs> Disney, Netflix, Apple. That's what you... All right, Hulu. No, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I feel I like Apple TV is pretty sh- low on that tier, actually, because they don't have a ton of original content, really. But At I any also rate, never everybody in the Prime. thread was saying Resident Alien, and so yes. that like this thing this really has some buzz um, just among the common people. I am glad to hear that. Yeah, um, yeah, enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, Tudek's performance, both with the like stilted, awkward alien who doesn't quite know how to be a human thing like the social interactions but also the flashbacks and the physical comedy to try him trying to get the body to work oh that was hysterical (laughs) and he was so it was so well done like the the ways he moved his body that you're like yes that's exactly what would happen but i wouldn't necessarily expect a human body to be able to replicate those motions. (laughs) Most of that scene is him in his boxer briefs and, you know, just walking and and then there's this, the last scene or the last imagery is him looking like he's going to sit down but his legs don't bend and he goes face first. Oh my god. And he doesn't even put his arms, like he had his arms in a position to catch himself. By the way, if anybody is listening to this, this is not the thing that happened in the first episode. This is actually after. Um, but he like go instead of like leaving his arms there to catch himself, he throws his hands back and then just face plants. <laughs> it's so great. <sighs> I want to. I will it. say that the um, the cop guy I hate black. Yeah, but that was no. Except Sorry, the, that was come that, on, the that beatboxing? character in general was a swing and a miss. Yes, it is. The that... beatboxing was so strange because it was so in contrast to him and like the rest of everything he did. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Are they, are they going to do something with him? Sure. Maybe, but this, the entire concept of a human living there, putting a hat on like that and insisting that people call him big black is so outside of the realm of even it's outside of the realm of believability of even a show with Alan Tudyk as an alien. It was absolutely, <laughs> that was believable. like, this is sci-fi writing right here. That's what this crap is. And the, the, the partner was the same, like squirrely. See, like, no, I I'm liked sorry. her I because just... she reminded me of, uh, what's her name from Smallville, uh, Supernatural. Oh, Jody Mills. No, Jody. not Jody Mills. No, no, Chana, Donna. Sh- uh, Donna, Sheriff Donna. Like, she didn't uh, seem as awesome to me as Donna is. Well, it's no, her she's not. First, it's her, come on, with way she handled, um, what's the kid's name? Max? Max? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she like, was good she with was, him. She's like, that in that second, I was like, hmm, and Max, that kid knows how to scream, and that face that he makes? Good. Oof. Yeah. 
all he of was, his all of his like his interaction his standoff with him when he was getting the stitches oh that, was, that, that was, oh that my was god great. That, <laughs> again uh not the first episode dear listeners sorry we, can you tell we like the show just freaking watch it uh <laughs> well that's the thing like the first episode the the harry character like the alien he's very he's like off-putting because he's it's it's the interaction uh, it's it's our they're trying to show us the alien side of him like why this alien came to earth is not a good thing Mm -hmm. and well they were really ambiguous about it until the very end of the first episode when they they officially said that his mission was to kill everybody right and then the second episode is him for lack of a better terminology becoming more human which is like there's there's a scene where he's laughing (laughs) Oh and my the god, the face laughter. distortions of ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> he did it so he a treasure and this show is if like it didn't puppet. have him as the lead, this it wouldn't would be what it is. Like Absolutely. this is yeah. an Alan Tudyk vehicle, no yeah. question. But <laughs> the rest of the characters with the exception of those two cops, I think do work very well. Um and I'm sure like I tolerate those two cops because the rest of the show works as well as it does. But the 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 woman who's playing opposite him, uh, I I think trees. is great. Asta. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that she's she's great. She she's an interesting character. Uh, it's cool to see a Native American lead. That's kind of that's and not I something really you see every appreciated day. how they wove that into it without making it a big deal. Like mm-hmm. it yeah. wasn't like let's show her in like tribal traditional stuff. Let's As Evan like, says, make a big boxes. deal about how yeah. she's Native American. She just is Native American. Like that's it. <laughs> and yeah. her any cultural things that came up were presented as completely matter of fact. Yes. Not like this is a special thing our people do. It was just presented as matter of fact. Like so that's, you, that's you how you do it. Experienced a loss. You need to like grieve in this way that is part of our culture. That scene, like I got upset because I have a thing for women with long hair. I don't know, like Angela just cut her hair a little bit, and I, I was, it was okay. It's fine, but still, sure? when she comes out, and she's she has on that, her way out the door. Yeah, <laughs> she has that knot like at the base of her skull. I'm like, they, mm-hmm. I'm okay with them cutting her hair, but if they take off that much, I will not be able to look at her. And no, they just did it, and it was just trimmed, and it was as like. You put it perfectly. Matter of fact, this is a thing that where it's it's not a big deal. So had they changed her whole address and like the whole thing, like it would have been more pre- uh, prevalent. The 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 the. It was subtle. It was very subtle. The the burning of the the clothing, the, like that. It it didn't seem out of place. And they, what's, oh, the 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 walking barefoot. Like that was another, yeah. that was super subtle. Like I didn't even realize it was like, I know what they were trying to do. But to me, when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, that's weird. Yeah. I didn't and, get it either. To be honest, it, it, it progressed like, oh, yeah. this is part of her culture. Like it's, it's being part more with nature. I get it now. Like it, but they didn't even make mention of it. She was just sitting in a car. All of a sudden she took off her shoes and started walking in the snow. Can we talk about the fact that when she took off those shoes, there were no socks though? Yeah, that was weird. <sighs> Yeah, I don't care what culture you are. You wear socks with boots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God. Only people who don't wear socks are monsters. Monsters, all of them. And I like how they handled, um, you know, 
there are some people who are suspicious of Harry because he's a little strange. And then I think it was the deputy who said, like, well, it's okay if people are a little different sometimes. Yes. That I appreciated. Um, And it gives me hope about my one concern about this show, which is the other people's, just the people in the town, not any like speaking roles or anything, but just the other people in the town, their perception of Harry, because I suppose and it bothered me, especially in the, the scene in the bar where he got drunk. Um, what? I mean, he obviously comes off as different and stilted and not, you know, not neurotypical. So what do these people in the town think is going on with him? And by extension, why are they then encouraging him to get drunk and make a fool of himself? Like that feels mean to me. Ooh, oh, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. No, I got, I got the idea too, that they were just seeing him as someone who's like neurodi- neurodivergent, what'd you say? Not neurotypical, right? So, right. Neurodiverse. Um, so that the, to me, the idea was like they saw him with the, him come in with this woman from mm-hmm. town that everyone knows, and she's accepting him, and then the bartender is accepting him, and then they're all having a good time. Like it didn't feel mean to me, especially when the bartender like hit on him and wanted to go on a date. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was there was that that chemistry like. He ha- he's having chemistry, all different types of chemistry with the, the I don't want to, I guess, um, the connection he's having with the Asta, the, 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 the nurse. nurse. Um, that is a mentor-ish kind of relationship. And then the bartender is like that borderline romantic. Like, he's, they're not pigeonholing that character into being the oddball he is just a character that happens to be slightly odd like there was outside of the kid there was no character reactions outside character reactions to him being the doctor except for that old was that in the second episode where the old man is like i appreciate you telling me the truth that's the second episode like that like that that's the the interactions that i'm seeing more I, i don't i i don't i didn't interpret that as being mean it looked like everybody was having a good time and they were just getting a guy who's cutting a rug he was having a good time Mm -hmm. i think maybe it was just the amount of alcohol consumed in that scene because they did like six shots in a row at the bar and then he wandered over and started dancing and they were giving him more shots and i'm like that would kill anyone why are they doing that to him (laughs) Uh, funny story actually (laughs) the last wedding i went to looked a lot like that scene Oh, good I, times. I, I, maybe I'm low tolerance or too sensitive to it or something. It just it just bothered me a little of just oh, like no. why is why is everybody just like drinking like there's no tomorrow? Yeah, that's... it may just be a sci-fi thing where they're like, we're not even going to worry about the realism. I mean, obviously he I, had a hangover the next day, but like <laughs> I would have been knocked out for three days out what, of what commission. What did he say? Uh, the, the alcohol must not affect humans like it does <laughs> uh, my right. people. Yeah, <laughs> because if they if it did, they would never drink never ever again. Drink it. <laughs> that show had so many good one-liners. Chris laughed so hard at that alcohol line because he doesn't <laughs> drink. So that that rang really true for him. It's helping me make really good decisions or whatever that was. It's yeah. allowing yeah. me to that, make smart, but also the one decisions. about how alcohol doesn't affect should, doesn't affect humans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. It's, because it, anytime I've gotten him to, uh, he will occasionally like do a shot for somebody's birthday or something like that. And every time he does, his immediate reaction to the alcohol touching his lips is like, oh, dear God, why would anyone ever do this on purpose? And then someone inevitably goes, no, you got to try this. It tastes just like this. And then Chris goes, well, why not I just have that? Mm-hmm. Like, if it tastes like juicy juice, why not I just have fucking juicy juice? This here, tastes here. just like chocolate milk. Okay, but chocolate milk tastes like chocolate milk, and it costs one-eighth of the price, so <laughs> fuck you. Uh, PSA, if you I have a friend Chris. who doesn't drink, stop trying to make them drink. Just accept it. It's fine. They're fine. Some people don't drink. Get over it. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But I will say, if you do become that friend who does drink on occasion... That scene is a real life thing that happens um, because that was literally how the wedding thing happened. People just continuously handed me shots and I probably did like 12 or 13 shots that night. And uh, I didn't remember most of the night after a point. Sorry, I remember it went very, very well. (laughs) I I mean, I've I had those nights, too, a long, long time ago and I yeah, I think I, maybe it's just been so long since I did something like that. I, I can't yeah. fathom doing With, it. I mean, think about it realistically. How often do you go hang out at a bar for late hours into the evening? You know, like none of us do that. I time I was in a bar. Yeah. I, so I it mean, could uh, be. Other than to pick up our to go dinner. Right. <laughs> That's a completely different bar setting. It could be a thing. I think, I think we need someone to write in and tell us what happens at bars. We're old. We don't know. <laughs> I miss bars. I I was at a bar shortly before coronavirus everything, like just with a couple of friends after a meeting, and it was like it was great. I missed the crap out of that. You're being very after. It wasn't a work meeting. It was a it was a social club meeting. (laughs) I'm not touching that. Anywho, Resident Alien, top notch. Alan Tudyk knocking it out of the park. I love Absolutely. I'm so yeah, glad. Don't let the sci-fi label scare you because this Never is one does. of those I'm sorry. <laughs> rare sci-fi. La- I'm not talking to you. I'm talking AC to the friggin' listeners. Like you're like hating on sci-fi, right? Okay. I've just That's not. Sci-fi this is shaming. the first time I've ever seen a sci-fi original show that I enjoyed. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. And just be prepared, because if your children are going to watch this, they will learn what a douchebag and a taint are. <laughs> God, the Googling. <laughs> the way you just dropped the phone. Because the, the progression was, he Googled douchebag, and he found the definition, and then he clicked images, and then he searched taint. Yes. <laughs> And his reaction. And then he dropped the phone in disgust. Oh my god! <laughs> when he's doing the the, the I really, exam I really just want to see the script page oh for that god. scene. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. But there's so many, there's so many good things. Like, uh, like one of the things we didn't touch on yet was also like like little lines like okay when they go to the bar and then she's like oh yeah like this thing happened and then he's like he doesn't do anything and she's like well aren't you gonna like ask me about it supposed to ask me about my child and his response is why i don't care (laughs) (laughs) it's what we want to say in normal normal like i don't know i don't care yeah like he just to me like he reminds me of some of the people i've interacted with who are uh not neurotypical who just like 
they speak their mind and I really appreciate it. And I just, I love it. I, I really do. Um, he does, he does get drunk and attempt to murder a child. That's pretty hysterical. <laughs> when that kid is standing Whiskey on is the causing bed. me to make smart and rational decisions. <laughs> I want a, like a tattoo, a bumper sticker or something. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on a shot glass. That's, there you go. That's the perfect place for it. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh there's just there's so many so so many good lines in this. Um <laughs> humans have a term for this, bad luck and raw deal and this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my term for it. And then he then he said it out loud. <laughs> and his like i love when his when his like inner monologue gets interrupted and he reacts in his inner monologue. Mm-hmm. That got me too. Like when he almost got hit by the car. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Oh, yes, I Good. highly enjoyed this show. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I picked it. I'm glad that we moved on to episode two. I would say it's fair to say we're going to continue, dear. I've got no problems with it. I would be more than happy to, to finish for that Falcon off. and Winter Soldier. That's right. We can watch this on Thursdays while we wait for. Well, I mean, it's not going to last that long because. <laughs> Do you have CP in your house? Do you allow it in your house? Yeah, I feel like they've got a channel blocker. I, I think it's Look, sci-fi will always be welcome in my house because sci-fi was you know, where Mystery Science Theater lived for several years. That's also the station that canceled it, but, you know. See, that's that show with the talking dolphin. What? Do you guys not remember that it was like a space show on sci-fi and like one of the characters was a dolphin in a it's, tank? It's uh, Sequest DSV? Yeah, see? Yeah. Chris knows. I have no. I'm looking at you awkwardly. I feel cause... like that actually didn't start on Sci-Fi. I feel like that was on like <laughs> ABC or something <laughs> when it when it started. I think Sci-Fi was just running that in reruns. Oh. Man, Sequest. I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah, well, you probably shouldn't. Oh, I do remember that show. Sequest DSV. <laughs> where did you start? Um, Wait, why do I feel like that oh, kid for, was the the guy the rabbit from Star Trek? Will Wheaton? Was he on that? Will Wheaton? Starring Roy Schreider, Jonathan Brandis. Mm. That's the kid you're thinking about. Jonathan Brandis. Why do I know him? He has oh, the floppy hair. One life to live. Animorphs? No? I don't know. God, I recognize the heck out of this kid, but I'm on Wikipedia and it's only saying, like, he was in the never-ending story, too. Like... Mm. Okay. Well, good for him. <laughs> good for him. Thanks for pointing that one out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, thanks for that delightful. Where the heck is yeah, this? Sorry. Did not mean to <laughs> take y'all down originally that Originally an NBC. It was an NBC show. It's available on Peacock now. Ooh. So if, if, you, if you have the Peacock. Sold. I'm getting emails now from Peacock because I couldn't, um, I lost the, whatever, the web address for the Plex server on my computer and... I couldn't, couldn't get find it, it, so I went to the NBC website to watch an episode of Zoe, and now now NBC is like, "Hey, you still like us? You like us? Shit. You want to like I'm us like, again? Please like I us. Really, we like you. You I like us? Really don't. We've got a streaming service. It's called Peacock. You liked The Office, right? The Office was great, <laughs> except we don't have The Office anymore. <sighs> Who has The Office now? Is it Peacock that has The Office? I don't know. Yes, it right. is because it's off Netflix, and people are real mad. Right, that's the that's the feather in their cap. Is mm-hmm. they have the office. They have the office. Oh, did you just do a feather peacock thing? I'm gonna yes, pretend I didn't hear it. Can totally you guys go now? Go back to being mad at 
him instead sure. of me for puns. I think I'm just digging for puns with Chris. <laughs> yeah, that was that was totally unintentional. Okay, I, I don't think, think enough of Peacock just... to make peak to make no proper puns. puns. Don't swing at the high ones, dear. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, stop talking. Off. I hate you. Forever. Anyway, uh, so it sounds like a resounding woohoo all around for Resident Alien. And with yeah. that, my darling husband, do you have spiel? I sure do. You can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. And... I just called you Lara in my head because the, the whole Lara crafting is like, wait, that's not your name. Angie, where can people find you? Well, on Twitch, you can find me at LaraCraft13. And on Instagram, you can find me at A for Not. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, no, sorry, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. <laughs> or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Sort of. Back to you, Karen. <laughs> sort of. You're damn right. Back to me. Uh, so because of our slightly janky recording schedule, uh, we will be back next week with all of the news that is fit to put on the internet, because that's <laughs> where news is now. It's not fit to print anymore. Um, all the news that will fit on the internet, which is all of it. That's what I was trying to go for. And I failed miserably, you guys. Boom, 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 boom. Um, we do have a lot of news to talk about next week. Um, probably not a lot of shows to talk about next week since it's only a week. Uh, and the following episode after that, we will be discussing what, my dear husband? Well, I am once again of two minds. Uh, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into this before tonight. And I really just kind of just, just went with my gut here. So I have... An oldie or a newie? What do you guys want? Do you want do you want an old classic, or do you want something new? Ooh, I, I want old. From I you. do too. Yeah, that's where I was leaning. <laughs> I want to see where you. I mean, I'm goes. afraid, but let's hear what you got. All right, two old classics. Let me get the episode number. We are going to watch an episode of my favorite TV show of all time, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Shit. I haven't watched this episode in a long time, and it came up tonight just in my regular internal rotation in my brain, uh, a, jo a joke from it, and it made me laugh and said, man, I haven't watched Pod People in a long time. And Pod People has got to be one of the best episodes of Mystery Science Theater. So we're going to be watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. Let me just get the episode number for you, because I forgot to do that. Pod People. Uh, season 3, Episode 3. All-time classic. Love this one. <laughs> All right, then. So uh, we'll be back uh, with our news next week. And then after that, Mystery Science Theater 3000, we've got movie sign. Until then, I'm Karen. I'm Angie. I'm Evan. <laughs> oh, pianos falling on children. <laughs> Good night, folks. Dong. That was gonna be my... No, it was Kong Kong. <laughs> what, what, what is that Kong?
痛。<笑> And this concludes our broadcast day.